Hello, my name is Paul Boag and you're listening to Digital Insights. This week's recording is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay as much as you want and you get your first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash insights. That's linkedin.com forward slash insights. Terms and conditions apply. Perhaps I'm just turning into a grumpy old man, but there seems to be far too many buzzwords all describing very similar things these days. Take, for example, service design. Is it any different to user experience design? And is that any different from customer experience design? The answer, as far as I can see, is, well, not as much as you might suspect. Heck, even digital transformation overlaps with these areas to a considerable degree. Look, don't misunderstand me. Service design is a thing. So is user experience design, customer experience and digital transformation. It's just that the level of overlap and interdependencies between these disciplines is considerable. In fact, I would argue that it's impossible to look at one without also considering the others. At their heart, all of these disciplines come down to the same thing, a realisation amongst organisations that consumer behaviour and expectations have changed and that they have to adapt. These disciplines are businesses' attempt to do precisely that. Service design, like customer experience design and user experience design, and even digital transformation, is a, shift, is a response to this shift in power that's happened. Once the power sat with companies, if a customer was unhappy, there was very little they could do about it. For a start, their choice was limited. If somebody was unhappy, the other options would be limited to brands that they'd heard of, brands that they'd heard about via advertising or recommendations from a small group of friends and family. There was very little choice, really. And they were also limited by geography. Consumers could only uh, move to suppliers that were available in their area. Sometimes consumers had very little alternative as a result. But compare that with today. In today's world, we have access to every supplier on the planet that offers what we want, all from the device that's sitting in our pocket. Not only that, but we also have access to anybody who's ever written about that supplier. So in the past, if somebody was unhappy with a product or service, there was nothing they could do but moan to a few friends. Today, they can express their dissatisfaction to the world. The average consumer has over 300 friends on Facebook. They could also write reviews, complain on Twitter, and easily connect with other disgruntled customers. Take, for example, a customer of British Airways. When he was upset with British Airways, he took out a promoted tweet to express his frustration. Whenever somebody mentioned British Airways on Twitter, they got the reply, don't fly British Airways, their customer service is horrendous. Within hours, it was picked up by Mashable, followed by the Guardian newspaper and the BBC. We now live in a world where the power lies with the consumer, not with the company, and the consumer knows it. With so much choice and so much of a powerful voice, they have incredibly high expectations. Expectations are only being fueled by a new generation of company that's investing heavily in providing an outstanding experience through service design. As the senior vice president of IBM Global Business Services puts it, there's no longer any real distinction between business strategy and the design of the user experience. The last best experience that anyone has anywhere becomes the minimum expectation for the experience they want everywhere. In other words, consumers expect the same level of service from your business as they get from Apple, Amazon or Uber. 
It's a, the new reality that we live in and it's led rise to service design. But what exactly is service design? To understand it, you first need to understand um, the changing definition of a service. In the past, a service and a product were typically two different things. A product was a tangible item, like, say, a car, while a service was something intangible that you use, like the postal service. Most companies would primarily offer one or the other. But today, the lines are increasingly blurring. Where once you would buy music on the high street as either a CD or later on as an MP3 file, today you're just as likely to use a service like Spotify or um, Apple Music to listen to your music. So it's gone from being a product to a service. Also, increasingly, companies are adding additional value to their products by adding services to them. So, for example, my TV comes with access to um, software services that provide TV listings and movie downloads. Many companies are having to adapt to, uh, to providing services for the first time ever. They've not done it before. While others are struggling, struggling to manage the increasing complexity of the services they do offer, and the unfamiliar digital components they contain. The pressure of offering these new services is exposing weaknesses in existing organisational structures, and that's where service design comes in. We've all experienced bad service, but the problem for that lousy service rarely originates at the point of contact. Now, that's because organisations are willing to invest in customer-facing aspects of the business, but... They do neglect the back-end experience. They fail to realise that shortcomings behind the scenes are impacting the experience of customers. And it's on these aspects of the experience that service design focuses. Now, there are a myriad of areas that ultimately can undermine the service of, that the customer receives, many of which I've written about before. There are things like a company's policies and procedures, how an organisation runs its finances, how a company assesses staff and departmental performance, how an organisation structures itself, its leadership style, its staff training, the company's choice of technology, how the company manages products and makes decisions, the company culture, the organisational attitudes towards risk, compliance and legal regulations, the list goes on. However, at a fundamental level, the influencing factors tend to fall into four different areas. There's the people, anybody who contributes to the service either directly or indirectly. For example, though management have little direct contact with customers, they're still hugely influential in shaping the experience. Then there's the assets, the physical and digital touch points that the customer interacts with and the tools employees use to deliver a service. There's also policies, the rules, standard operating procedures and workflows the company uses to provide the service. And then finally, there's the culture, the unwritten rules that dictate employee attitudes and approaches, thinking born from company history, management style and employee experience. Any of these areas can make or break an experience for the user and shape the quality of the service they receive. Service design attempts to improve these components to create a better experience. In other words, it's uh, interested in the process that is used to create a user's experience. But is there any difference between user experience design or digital transformation? Or is it the same thing? In my post, user experience design is not what you think. I wrote, great user experiences happen uh, uh, beyond the screen and in the gaps, the gaps between channels, devices, and business silos. 
immediately that sounds very much like service design, doesn't it? Now, providing a great experience isn't just about the user interface, but also about organizational processes that, that deliver that experience. Equally, in my post-digital transformation, a comprehensive introduction, I wrote, Uh, I quoted the government digital service who described digital transformation as the realignment of or new investment in technology and business models to more effectively engage digital customers at every touch point in the customer experience lifecycle. Once again, this could be easily describing what service design covers. However, unlike digital transformation, service design isn't confined to digital. In fact, when it was coined back in 1982, we hadn't begun to see the scale of impact we see today from technology. But today, digital and service design go very much hand in hand. If you're thinking about digital transformation, you've inevitably got to talk about service design and vice versa. The link between user experience and service design is even closer. In fact, the only real difference is a subtle variation in perspective. User experience design tends to start with the experience and work backwards. It designs the ideal experience at the point of contact with the customer and then looks at what needs to change within the organization to deliver that. It could be argued that service design, on the other hand, starts by looking to make improvements in the people, processes, assets and culture, and that that indirectly goes on to influence the customer experience. Personally, I find myself more drawn to the user experience design outlook. I prefer to start with the end experience that we want to deliver and then work backwards in terms of organizational change that is required to deliver it. But what is apparent is whether you're talking about user experience, digital transformation or service design, you can't look at one without also considering the others.